All right. Usually, usually uh, we have a hard time getting one podcast in uh, in good time, but it's very rare that we get two podcasts done in a week. But I felt a little bad that I didn't give Jake Milton a heads up that Austin and I were going to record on Monday. So <laughs> I decided, hey, let's get let's get you on this week, and uh, you're just like, yeah, let's do it tonight. And uh, I'm glad you did because. We, we still got some stuff to talk about. I know that this is the lighter time in sports and there's not much to talk about, but there are some things I want to I wanna ask you, especially Jake. I know we haven't talked, you know, on, we haven't done a podcast with you since the Kawhi Leonard decision, and you just watched the commercial that might have spurred some feelings, maybe? Uh, a little bit. So, <laughs> just a little bit? A little bit. So... Tiny. You've had a couple of weeks, Jake, to digest the news, and we all know that it's no secret that everyone wanted Kawhi to stay with the Raptors. Like, I mean, sorry, everyone in Toronto, nobody in the states wanted to stay with the Raptors. <laughs> no. But now that you've had time to digest the news, what is your thought of how it all went down and what's kind of come out afterwards? Uh, I mean, from the second it happened, through the whole process, I was just. I was terrified that he was going to go to the Lakers. I mean, the thing about it what that's interesting about the at least the American media is they they like were pushing it so much for the Lakers uh, since like a free agency started. They were trying to speak into existence, and I was just starting to get pretty afraid. Like a lot of people were saying it. Obviously, not reputable people, of course. Like. You had Chris Broussard is like, it's done. He's gonna be a Laker, and I think I think my favorite part of him not signing with the Lakers was just seeing all the frauds get exposed, like that little teenager, what's his name, R. E. Abraham and Chris Broussard and all those clowns, and just being like, I, I well, like that he doubled down though, R. E. He's like to my haters, he wasn't just like I didn't know a thing. Yeah, he like they're just cl- they're just clowns. Like I've said it, I've said it in our chat before. Like you have to appreciate somebody just being that stupid. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just knowing that you're, uh, you're just going into the fire and you're gonna do it anyway. And then you got like the Lakers who are listening to fucking people on Reddit. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Guys on Reddit, like, yeah, I I have deep sources inside the Lakers ownership group. It's like shut the fuck up. You wouldn't be on fucking Reddit under a under an alias if you had such good sources. You'd be challenging um, Woj and Shams. But I mean, it just goes to prove that there was nothing the Raptors could do. I mean, that's that's the thing that you know it wasn't annoying because in the end he didn't choose the Lakers, which I'm way happier with. But it just it proves there was no way the Raptors were going to keep him, and that's what we kind of felt from the beginning, and this pretty much confirmed it. And it, I guess it just proved that, you know, geography was the only thing that really mattered to him. Because it, it couldn't have been about winning. And I, it couldn't have been about money. Because he turned down, took less money, and he turned down a better chance of winning. Um, but, I mean, the thing that, that kind of grinds my gears the most is it's about how he, they, like, went about getting Paul George. How he went, basically went out to him, met with him when he was under contract. And told told him to get traded. Like I don't like that. I mean, I've I've been on record saying that the NBA is a joke. Like I got a lot of respect for um, 
Adam Silver, I just think he gets absolutely run over by the players. He makes every single concession, and they just have so much power. It's ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, as a Raptors, you, you can't, as a Raptors fan, you can't really be mad at the guy because, you know, he, he's taken so much money. He's sacrificed so much money to go home where he's always wanted to be. And, I mean, you know, this is a guy that's had a rough upbringing, and, and I, I can't blame him for wanting to go home. You know, he never never wanted to be here, but he never complained about it. He never gave any instance that, you know, he was upset about it, and he gave everything he had, and they won a championship. So um, thanks to him. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to uh, what they'll be in the next couple of years, and hopefully – Hopefully they can build on this and actually get a superstar that wants to be here. Yeah, and that's that's the thing too. I mean, Raptors fans need to pr- realize that is you want a guy that that wants to be here and that. W- I mean, look, Kawhi brought you know they won a championship. He was fully on board with that, but he was not on board with a long term idea of staying here. We we knew that. We try. The Raptors could have done all they could to try to convince him, but you could see he had the clear mindset of wanting to go back to L.A. I'm also very happy that they didn't go ahead and do that stupid trade that was proposed, that which yeah. I still don't believe would have ever happened. Like Russell Westbrook and, and Paul George for giving up that much picks. And then in the end, his contract is only a two-year deal. Oh, my God. Like... Just a, just a mat. Think about the pressure that's on the Clippers. They gave up what seven first round picks. Um, they gave up, they gave up seven first round picks and two pretty good players. Because technically they did the pick swap, so that's like which which if they if they lose Kawhi Leonard, you know they're swapping those picks. So I mean, that's just so much pressure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, OKC did did really well in this. Like, oh, they they made out like bandits. Well, in both deals too, I feel. Yeah, I, I think they did deal. really well in the. Well, I didn't. I I thought they kind of lost the Chris Paul deal. They got what two first round picks out of it. That yeah, they got two first rounders. I mean, they're gonna probably have to trade a first rounder, a couple first rounders to get rid of Chris Paul. But I mean, why not agree to buy him out? Maybe. No, dude, he's got like $120 million left. Is it? That much? Wow. Yeah, why would you... I, I've had this question for so long. Stephen A. Smith, who who was on, I think it was uh, Around the, the Horn or something, pardon the interruption, was saying that they would buy out him, his like $120 million so he can sign a veteran's deal with the Lakers. Like, what? No. <laughs> I'm paying you $100 million... So you can go play for the Lakers. Yeah, he has... No fucking way. So you're right. He has roughly, if I'm doing the math correctly, which I'm probably not... Oh, no, I probably... Around 100, 120 million left. Yeah, you're not buying out a guy so he can play on a veteran's minimum deal. Unless he's foregoing. I would say I'll buy you out if you, refu- if you uh, agree to take 40% of your contract. Yeah, yeah, that's it, it's a tough one. I mean, these guys make so much money, and people people don't realize how much of a gamble teams make just to get these deals done. 
Like, that's a lot of money. And if it doesn't work out, you're pretty much stuck with that contract. I mean, the Lakers and Clippers, they basically have... They banked their next 10 years on these next two years. If they if they don't make the finals, I am I right now I'm praying for Houston, Golden State, Utah, and Denver just to beat any of those LA teams because I would love to see this backfire because I'm getting sick and tired of these fucking massive markets just doing everything and getting all these players just calling the shots like it's it's really annoying to me. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoy the Knicks not having players though. It's... <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I mean, I that's, that's a different reason. It'd be it'd be cool to see the Knicks with good players, but it's also kind of like it's an annual spectacle now. I mean, the the biggest issue with the Knicks, in my opinion, is they've never truly embraced rebuilding, and I'm hoping that this is the thing for them. But after seeing some of the money they got that they spent, they actually got a couple really good players, but I think they're just gonna get a seven seed or something and get smoked in the first round. Right, you're more optimistic than a lot of other Knicks fans. I think it's some good players. They got like Marcus Morris, they got Reggie Bullock, they got um, Julius Randle, who's a good player. They got some good players, but I mean, they're not going to be, they're not going to have 15 wins or whatever they had. They'll they'll have around like between 30, 30 and 45. Um, who was it? Oh yeah. Didn't Marcus Morris fire Rich Paul? His yeah, he did. So did you did. see that? Who was he, the other guy he turned down a $41 million deal. He made him turn down a $41 million deal with the Clippers. So he can sign with the Knicks. Well, no. He he agreed to sign with the Spurs for two years, $20 million. Okay. And then, then he obviously very smartly turned that down to get a one-year $15 million deal from the Knicks. I mean, I... I've said I'll I've said it before. I'll say it again. I hate Rich Paul. I hate clutch sports. I think it's a fucking joke that they have a player agency representing players that is owned by a current player. Like you know, yeah. you know what's happening. He's oh, using basically he uses him as a mouthpiece, as a puppet to move all these players to his team. It's a joke. Like this is my issue with Adam Silver. Like how how do you how are you this fucking naive? Like, you went, probably went to Harvard Business School or something, and you don't think this guy, this moron, who never even went to fucking college, isn't just stringing these players trying to get them on the Lakers? I think, like, four of his clients are on the Lakers. Yeah, because yeah, AD's a Rich Paul client, right? AD, Kentavious uh, Caldwell-Pope, mm-hmm. um, either Rajon Rondo is or Jared Dudley, one of those guys is. I know he's Ben Simmons' agent. He's the Marcus. He's the Morris twins' uh, agent too. I'm not sure one, his one entire portfolio. Yeah, was. Thank God he fired him. Like such a dickhead. But I mean, I, I hate that guy. So. Yeah. Well, it's just the way the landscape <laughs> of the NBA is. It's um, you know. I mean, there's not much it's... else to say. That Austin and I went into depth about. We, we were of the mind that, mindset that, you know, the Raptors might not be as bad as people suggest. No, they'll they'll be like a five seed. I mean, like, to me, the commissioner is trying to be, like, like the cool person that, like, all yeah. the players, oh, like, absolutely. 100%. Like, 
But he's, he's he gets just gets rinsed. run all over. You, so he gets <laughs> run over every single thing. They're like, oh, the term owner is offensive. He's like, well, now we're going to call it shareholder. Like, really? I mean, this makes me think that when the CBA expires, that the owners are just owner, – owners, sorry. The shareholders are just going to fuck them run, them, run them over. I think they run them over in the next CBA negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well – all, all I'll say is the NBA, while it might be the more popular league right now, could be in for some testy times, uh, especially when the CBA comes up. So um, I, I, I would be shocked if they're not locked up. I mean, players are doing all this, and they're still bitching about it. Yeah, well, they will, they will, they will understand very soon. I, uh, I have no. Uh, I fully believe that. So um, let, let's move on, though, um, because I do want I, the last podcast. Austin and I got kind of rushed, and uh, we didn't get a chance to talk a lot of Blue Jays. The only thing we I talked, talked, I talked mostly William Nylander and well, how people gonna, need to shut up. We're gonna get that to that in a second because I want to. Oh, do we don't need Neal- to. You don't we, want we, to. We have to, but I want to do the Blue Jays stuff first because I did say we want to do more Blue Jays stuff. Jake, you're you, – I mean, we all know Marcus Stroman is getting traded. Correct. Um, do you – at what point do you think the Blue Jays ha- – like, what, uh, by what date would you say the Blue Jays have to have a deal done by? Trade deadline day. That's when I think it's going to happen. Yeah? When has this team ever done stuff stuff when you actually want them to? <laughs> also, it wouldn't really make sense. It's kind of like a leverage play. Uh-huh. A lot of the good – it's actually broke very well for the Blue Jays. If you notice the standings the past couple weeks, teams that have had slightly higher targets, guys like um, Trevor Bauer and Brad Hinn on Cleveland, Cleveland's won like 10 of the last 12 or something like that. They are leading the wild card again, I believe. And, I mean, that takes them – hopefully it takes them off the market – then you look at, at uh, the San Francisco Giants, who have two other really similar pieces to the to the Blue Jays in Will Smith, the closer, and uh, Madison Bumgarner. They've won like they've won like fifteen of sixteen, and now they're three back of the wild card because the wild card right now is a disaster. I think you have if you're five hundred, you're in the wild card race for <laughs> out uh, out west. But I mean. That would be great if both of those teams decided not to sell, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, the Blue, knowing that he is out there like that, Strowman will likely get traded, will definitely help. I think, I mean, you're looking at, even tonight, you look at teams that could use a starter like him. I mean, San Diego's getting pumped 11-4 to by Miami. Um Ooh. Milwaukee and Atlanta, like those are two teams that are battling out for a division, and Atlanta. Um, I, I think Atlanta sorry. ran away with it. I think Philly. You mean? Yes, Philly. That's oh, sorry. Well, I mean Philly. Just the last two days alone, I think. Eek. Philly. Philly can't pitch. So, and I doubt with the way the things have gone the last few days, I doubt the Phillies are even going to try to add to this group. Like this group is. They they really shouldn't. They. I would like just kind of take a step back and be like yeah let's not throw gasoline on this fire right now 
because I feel like that would make it worse. But like you look at, I'm just trying to look at the um, like yeah, Atlanta has a seven and a half game lead on their on their uh, on their division, which puts them in a pretty good spot. Um, the Cubs have been they're they're a little bit of a surprising team in that I don't expect them to be in on strong because I don't think they have the prospects to make it work, but no. um, you wonder if a team like yeah, like Atlanta would be good because they're a team that should push to contend this season. Um, Milwaukee is a, is a team that's a half game out of the wild card, so there could be some pressure there to get something done because I feel like a team like Washington and St. Louis might not be able to no, keep their uh, spot where they are right now. I think Washington can because they have the pitching, the starting pitching. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm rooting for Washington now. Ever since they, they decided to tell Bryce Harper to go fuck himself, I'm fully on the side with them. <laughs> Well, I, I can't stand that guy. The pro, I, in my opinion, the most overrated athlete in sports. Ooh, that's uh. The guy, the guy hits what, like two thirty-five. He had one unbelievable year, and people think that he's like the next Barry Bonds or Alex Rodriguez. Like, give me a break. The guy's so full of himself too. And the, and the next thing I wanted to bring up, and I, I think that's a fair point. Um. I haven't been a big Bryce Harper fan either. I thought uh, it was a little ridiculous, his whole free agency uh, stuff. But I look at the AL, I feel like only one or two teams would go after Stroman in the AL, while most of the suitors will be in the NL. Uh, I mean, for me, if I had to break down all the the teams that I think would, would possibly trade for... Stroman, I got every division leader in the AL. So that's the Houston Astros, the Yankees, the Twins. I think Oakland, Oakland too. So that's four. I think the Angels, but I don't know if they have the prospects for it. I don't think they and do. Then, and they're four then, and a half games. Then, out. yeah, they're. I don't know. They're a weird team. I'm rooting for them after that Tyler Skaggs thing, but they just their pitching is so bad. And, and then when you look out, when you look out in the NL. I think you got uh, Atlanta. I think St. Louis is in it. I think Philadelphia wants to be what they shouldn't be. Milwaukee for sure. Uh, San Diego and Colorado. If Colorado can at least somewhat turn around, they've been on a horrible run lately. Austin, if you had to choose a team that the Blue Jays should make a deal with, who would you be your preference? Or do you not have a preference? I mean... For me, it's always the Yankees, but that's just because they always buy pitching at the deadline and they always generally spend a decent amount of prospect capital in order to win championships. And a guy like Stroman would get a decent haul, assuming he's still pitching well when we're talking this time at the end of the month. Um, I would go with him, but you guys have talked me into another team a little bit, so I'd go Yankees, but I could be persuaded otherwise. Jake, who would be your team? Yeah, so for me, it's it's interesting. Um, I would personally trade them together as a package deal. Now, especially, because I think you'd be able to get, you know, the elite prospect that you need, especially a pitching prospect. Um, 
the Yankees are up there. I think the Astros are up there. But for me, the team that makes the most sense is, is Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's kind of kind of on a high this year where a lot of things have gone their way. They've had, you know, two really elite seasons from, from starting pitchers. Their bullpen has somehow papered through the cracks. They're hitting, I think they have the most home runs in the entire league. But this kind of seems like it's wide open for them to win their division. And if they were to add a, a closer like Giles and a guy like Stroman, I think it would really help them. And they also have a really good farm system, considering they were bad for a while. Um, yeah. I, I think it just makes sense. They have, in my opinion, five guys who would be perfect for them. I think the top two guys are apparently untouchable. But the uh, other three guys, I think it's uh, Bruzdar Gatterall. Bruzdar Gatterall, the pitching prospect. All right, I jo- will. <laughs> uh, Jordan B- Balovich and Trevor Larnick. Um they're guys that are kind of, you know, obviously Gatterall's in double A. And then you had Bal- Balovich. Balovich and Larnick are in a, uh, high A ball. They just got drafted, but one's an outfielder and one's a, one's a right-handed pitcher. They both were in the Futures game, and apparently they looked really good. So those are those are two guys that I would – those are the three guys I'd be looking at to try and get a piece of because they, they are fit needs for the Blue Jays. They need outfielders and they need pitching. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we we always say how positionally the Blue Jays are pretty set, but I I think, yeah, I think they could still use an outfielder. But I'd still say pitching is their number one one priority. So looking at the Twins, Jake, you're right. They're first in the MLB with 171 home runs. Second in league average, uh, .71 batting average. Second in runs with 523. I remember the Blue Jays were kind of like that. And they're fourth in ERA with a 3.92 team ERA. So they're a team that it's not a fluke what they're doing. Like they're, they got the stat. It's not like they're, they're fluking this. Um, Maybe there's questions about sustainability, but if you had a guy like Stroman with a year of control, why not? Like uh, that's a team that. You know, I felt like has had a bad couple of seasons, and um, it took. And I mean, they also had the, the Cleveland. You know, when they were uh, a pretty good team. I mean, Cleveland's still half decent, but they're not like they used to be. But there's a, a couple of reasons why. Um, so yeah, I like I like that prospect about the Indians. I I've, I'm sorry about the about the Twins. Um, I've also suggested that. San Diego would be a, a neat, uh, a neat place. I think a Stroman would love it there, because you're in California. And a pitchers park too, big time. Pitchers park. They've got decent prospects. So you mean Louis Patino? I, I, I wrote about this. Michael Baez, Ryan uh, Weathers. Ryan Weathers. Weathers. Yeah. Um, I mean they have even have better prospects than that, but I don't think, uh, unless they do, like a, as you said, a package deal. This is the thing, though. You brought up the idea of the package deal. I don't know if the Blue Jays would be interested in doing that because the Blue Jays never like going after just the one prospect. Which, I, which at this point, it pisses me off. You can't, you can't do this bullshit where you're trying to get quantity. Yeah. You're trying to get quality. I mean, it, it, like if you're trying to get... You know, Gatter, uh, Gratterall from Minnesota, 
that guy's I think he's one of the top five pitching prospects in in baseball or something like that. Um, I mean, he's absolutely he's in Double A and he's got like a one ninety ERA. The guy's just crushing it. And I mean, that's a guy who is projected to be like a number two starter, a guy like like a Marcus Stroman. Um, I, you know, I, I'm getting sick and tired of them just getting five pieces that turn out to be nothing. I mean, you, at some Our point you got to stop. Guys. Yeah, you, you got to stop. At some point, you got to stop taking lottery tickets because winning the lottery is not a is not a way to be successful. Yeah, yeah, and I I think you know the Blue Jays. I mean, we look at the trades that have gone the other way for the Blue Jays in the past. You know, when they were buying, and you look at guys they've shipped out. You have the Noah Syndergaards. The o- the only ones that have actually. Come, that have actually come out to be good players is Noah Syndergaard and Evan up uh, funny enough Matthew Boyd who's probably going to be traded again by yeah. Detroit I mean and then you have just guys that are holding down roster spots like barely Darnold, who was supposed to be good but now I mean he hit a he hit a hat trick against the Yankees Ooh. yeah which, not, not a bad player he's just not like a Noah Syndergaard superstar like he was billed to be no, and I, I feel like there was injury issues when he was with the Mets. Yeah. That I mean, the Mets are just a tire fire of an organization right now. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays have made their fair share of deals that may not have gone the way they had wanted to. But um, I think now, you know, now that they're on the other end of it, they really need to sell this properly because you look at what they have the exciting pieces on the roster to attract the fans just the pitching isn't there. I mean, there's maybe a lack of consistency in the lineup. I mean, right now, they're, I mean, they're, they're, their team scores eight runs last night. They give up 10. Yeah. And Edwin Jackson was arguably their best pitcher oh, last night. Let's God. not forget that one. Um, 11 ERA before they DFA'd him. He was with us for I, what, I can't two believe months? it was that low. I can't believe it was that low. I, th- I thought it was like fifties. He yeah. got battered every single time he pitched him. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to bring this up. This is what the, we, we talked about the, the twin stats and what made them so good. Blue Jays run scored 405. That's 25th in the league. Home runs 135, 16th in the league. They were, I mean, right now the Blue Jays don't have many home run hitters. That's pretty um, good for a team that lost Batista and JD and Edwin. I'll, I'll take 16th with this team. Um. <laughs> So Jake, out of the two stats, so average they're they're hitting two thirty two, uh, two three two, which is thirtieth in the league. What do you where do you think the team ranks in ERA? Ooh, the Blue Jays. Yeah. Where would you rank them? Uh, I think they might be third last. <laughs> you'd be you'd be surprised. Let's not forget Marcus Stroman factors into this, right? Yeah. Okay. Fifth last. They're twenty third in the league. How? So I, I gotta look at who's That's below so them because I, I found that surprising when I, I looked at them. I know Baltimore is like uncatchable. They are like average allowing like six runs a game. <laughs> and the guy they traded to the Red Sox got lit up Cashner. by the Blue Jays tonight. Yeah. So that's Yeah, he got lit up. That's what you get for buying a pitcher from the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I can't stand Austin. Gonna, I think I, the only guy you could probably take a waiver on from that team is Dylan Bundy and just hope he's somewhat decent like he was a couple of years ago. 
even then, he's a gas kid too. They, I, I'm so happy that we are not them. <laughs> we are not them. Yeah, we're not those guys. Are Twenty-eight and sixty-five. People That's complain incredible. about Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, and I, I, I'm sorry. When you have what's going on with the with the uh, Orioles. No, I, I'm I'm good with what we've got going on right now. They like the Orioles right now have no players on their roster that I have any faith in going for. I don't even know any of their players. They took Dwight Smith Jr. off. What yeah. Rivers was it? And he's an everyday starter. <laughs> he was a Triple A like occasional call up for us, and we're what two places above them in the standings. <laughs> like it's a steep drop off. So Jake, just to give you a quick error, so the Blue Jays are twenty third. In uh, ERA, team ERA, uh, the Pirates are twenty fourth, the Royals are twenty fifth, and that's gonna probably get worse now. The Tigers what? are twenty sixth, the White Sox are twenty seventh, the Mariners are twenty eighth, the Rockies are twenty ninth, and the Orioles no. are dead Rockies. Last. Rockies lost like twenty to two to the fucking uh, Dodgers, Giants. Gi- Giants, yeah, that's bad. It's pretty bad. Nah, no, no way to sugarcoat that. So, and you look at the top five teams in the league in Team ARA. You got the Rays, the Dodgers, the Reds, the Twins, and the Indians. The Reds, wow. I'm surprised about that, actually. They were one yeah. of the teams that really wanted Strowman. They have a pretty good system, but it would make zero sense for them. Oh, yeah. Um,. The Red Sox are a team that I kind of find amusing. They're the best run-scoring team in the league. Um, Minus the home runs. I'm surprised. A team that has 533 runs, and they're 12th in home runs with 138. Like, they're only hitting seven more than the Blue Jays, and yet they're the top run-scoring team in the league. They're a team that I wonder, could the Blue Jays... I mean... I don't want to see Strowman in the same division um, because I think, Austin, you're right on the Yankees, maybe not willing to part with what you'd want because we saw that with uh, Jay Happ. Uh, I mean, the Blue Jays didn't exactly get a haul for him. I think that's also just Jay Happ's age as well as the Jays trying to bargain shop and get a bunch of bodies that could turn into something. That's true. But um, I wonder if the Reds... He was, what, 34 when he got traded, J.M.? Uh, and he's getting... I mean, he did well last season. He did phenomenally well last season. But he's getting lit up this year with the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, he's he he's 36 this year, so... <laughs> so... That's why he got so little for him. And, I mean, at the time, honestly, you take a waiver on Drury and McKinney, and they were two guys that plugged into your roster right away. Sure. They were not. just... They were just... Low upside players. Yeah. yeah, you were hoping to hit a home run with a guy you got for cheap, but you don't give up a top of the rotation guy for those pieces. Maybe. Especially Drury because he wasn't healthy. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't mind. I didn't mind them trading for uh, Brandon Drury because I thought he was actually pretty decent when he was in uh, yeah. Arizona. But I would have preferred them going after like a high upside. 17 or 18 year old international signing over that but eh, it doesn't really matter so who else on the Blue Jays would you uh, want to see moved I know we talked about this Jake 
But who who would you wanna wanna see moved, other than Strowman and Giles? Uh, to be honest, if I if I could keep guys, I would. Um, I mean, I really like Freddie Galvis, uh, personally. I think he's a really good fit, but him, Daniel Hudson, Justin Smoke's got to be traded. Uh, I think it's those five guys. Yeah, yeah I, I think, and I wanted to get to the Bichette comments because really that's what's keeping him out of, like having Sogard, Galvis. Smoke, oh, yeah, and Sogard too. Sadly, um, I, I like Sogard. I, and I like these guys, but they're not long term. Like, you're not. You got to benefit. You got these guys all came to the. I mean, Galvis was traded for, but the, you know, Sogard came to the Blue Jays because he knew that he'll get the playing time and then get traded to a contender most likely. And but I, like this is what this is what they have to do, especially in this, in the uh, this. Um, oh my goodness! Here, sorry, pause this. <laughs> Speaking of the Phillies, <laughs> they're up fucking 6-5 on the Dodgers. And they give up a leadoff uh, single, then a double, so then on second and third. They luckily get a, a force out at home, so there's men on first and second. And they just gave served up a fucking pizza. Right, or pizza, a meatball. Right down the middle to a fucking rookie, and he hit it like seven hundred feet. Oh my god, man! This Matt this D. team's so fucking bad. This bullpen might be worse than ours. I'm sorry. And the best part about that, Jake, is BD was uh, was a pinch hitter. Yeah, he was. Did you see where that ball landed? Yeah, I saw that. That ball was hit a million miles. Let's see. They have the the stack cast. You know that thing's like four twenty five. Holy Christ! Yeah. Oh, and they threw they threw at him right after. This team is such a tire fire. Love they're it. they're horrible. Uh, okay, well, yeah. Sorry. Uh, back to where we were. No. So, I mean, yeah, you were right, Jake. In that, I mean, look, I look at a guy like Eric Sogard, who's look actually, <laughs> the Blue Jays have been looking for a leadoff hitter for so long, and. He's been the probably the best leadoff hitter the Blue Jays have had this season, and he's been so good. He's hitting like over three hundred. I mean, he started late, so it's not like he's been here all year. But yeah, and he's been playing around the lineup, even though I know he's not a natural outfielder. But he's been good enough that you can you can throw him there if you have to play Biggio at second. Um. Yeah, I, I liked what he brings. I mean, yeah, he's hitting 302, 10 home runs, 27 RBI. The thing with me is I, I actually think if they do like a couple packages, they can get some pretty good prospects. But at this point, I wouldn't even trade these guys unless you're getting like a top 10 prospect or a high upside lottery pick or lottery yeah, lottery prospect because at this point, just keep them. Like I, I think – these guys are having good influences on the team. Yeah, like, like I, a Galvis like, is really good for that. Galvis has been, I think he's been incredible this year. He's hitting like two seventy five. He's a he was. I mean, I think he's a Gold Glove defender, and he's had a pretty good year offensively. He's got like fifteen homers, forty six RBIs. He's hitting like two seventy five. It's not bad, especially because he he allows the Jays to buy time for their prospects not to be rushed up. I mean, I'd much rather have them 
like guys like Bo Bichette who are just like, damn, he's hitting over 300 in AAA and he should be coming up instead of them forcing these guys up. So the couple of things I want to bring up there. One, the thing I love about Galvis is after, because I remember when a lot of the Blue Jays media people were, not media people, I would say like some reports like, oh, they're going to miss Kendry's Morales and his mentorship with the Spanish, like the guy, you know, all the Spanish-speaking players, and Calvis is pretty much taking up that that role. And not only is he cheaper, but he's actually effective. And he actually runs past second when <laughs> the ball is hit past... No, he runs to second when the ball's hit off the wall. Yeah. I, I, I like... So, like, if Galvis is a guy that can uh, move around the lineup, you can play him at short, at second. I think Vlad's long-term future is at first base. I know some people might disagree and they want to see him at third, but I'd rather him worry. He, his value is at the plate. I don't want... There, there's a lot of middle infielders that could, like, shortstops, Groshans, Warmoth. Oh, well, maybe not Warmoth, but well, there's a couple of guys that you could shift to third and it wouldn't be an issue. There's one guy that, that deserves to be up with the Blue Jays and he's Starting to get frustrated. I don't know if you guys saw the Bichette comments tonight. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that at all. I, I don't like it because, look, he's 20 years old, 21. But yeah, you I, haven't I also, done I your mean, job. I, it's, it's completely because of the Blue Jays' lack of communication from their GMs. I yeah. mean, it's, it's absurd. He should be up, but, I mean, like, relax. He's like, I've done everything they, they've asked me to do. Well, and the thing is, they've said he's gonna get called up. It's not like they say we're not we're we're gonna wait and see. No, they're gonna call him up. It's just, look, do you want to be do you want to be up in the in the major leagues and sitting on the bench regularly, or do you want to be playing? That's the main difference. I don't know if it's just it's a little impatience. I, I understand that part. He's a young guy, you know. He's seeing you know Biggio, all his friends are up. All his friends are up. I get that part, but. This is your like the Blue Jays don't want to call him up and then be like, oh, he's having issues. We got to send him down now. Like they want him to be ready to stay up. That's the other part I think people forget. And yeah, I like the fact that you know a guy like Biggio can move to the outfield, so that you know a guy like Bichette can play sec. I think Bichette plays second as well. I think he's done both. Yeah, he can play. Well, I mean, if you can play short, you can definitely. Play second. Well, we thought Guriel could play second when he played short, and that didn't. Exactly... I I don't really mind him in the outfield. Oh, he's. Let, let's talk about a reason the Jays don't need to go after outfielders at the deadline. Oh, so my God, Lourdes. So yeah, I, I love what I mean. Just kind of moving the conversation a little bit, but yeah, I I love what Lourdes Guriel has reinvented himself as. Look, that that could have been disastrous with the way you know he couldn't field, like he couldn't he, he could barely throw to first base from second base. He yeah, goes down. He was, they make him an job. outfielder, and he's and the stats prove that he's one of the top outfielders at least in the N in the AL. Like I can't like there's not many times where you're gonna see that um, from a player. So I I like that A and B. He's cheap. Like, yeah. they have him signed for a good amount of time, don't they? Five more years. I, I, they, I mean, they signed him, like, what, a seven- or an eight-year deal? Till 2023, so four more years. At that, and it's and it's 
like really cheap too because they got him because he was a defector, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So yeah. like he signed for it was seven years, twenty two million. And he signed the same day that uh, the Jay signed Morales. Yep, I remember that. So that happened like an hour after they announced the Kendra signing, or before one of the two. One but of the yeah, two. he was really good. He's <laughs> been he's been such a fun player to watch, Guriel. I love that. I mean, too. he he is an aggressive swinger. He he kind of reminds me of like Javier Baez, obviously not as good, but they, they man they swing at everything. I love it though. Yeah, I mean, I want guy I want guys who are not timid with their swings. I mean, I have a I have an appreciation for both. I mean, I I also really like guys like um uh Kevin Biggio who gets a ton of walks. Oh yeah. That's valuable. I mean, so I just too. I like the thing with Guriel, if I had to have one thing that I didn't like is it's probably, you know, he strikes out a little too much, but he's kind of cut it down. He doesn't actually I think his strikeout numbers have been pretty pretty decent. So I've got that here for you. So last year in 57 games, 57 strikeouts and how many walks were the walks? In 15 walks this season. Sorry, no, that's this season, 57 strikeouts and 15 walks in 57 games. Last year, 59 strikeouts, 9 walks in 65 games. So the walks have gone up, which is good. The batting average is around the same. He's hitting 288 this season. Last year was 281. He has a that better. Also included a massive slump, and then possibly being the hottest hitter in baseball. His OPS yeah, though is, is his OPS is ridiculous. He's he's at .923. Last year was .755. Yeah, his .923 OPS is is unbelievable, and he's slugging like like 580. I think it is, yeah, five eighty five, which is absurd. Yeah, even if he was slugging at the four forty six of last year, I'd be pretty pleased with that too. And his exit velocity has uh, been pretty decent. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I like, and I just like the camaraderie between him, Biggio, and Guerrero. Like you can tell, there's a, like a just a. Uh, the likeness, or I don't know what the, I, w- I wanted to call it the broness, but that's a pretty dumb term. Um, just, but just the way that they're all kind of pulling for each other like this is great. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, they're they're kind of like competing with each other. Um, it's cool to see, you know, especially because you kind of watch these guys play and you see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, okay, they don't have to worry about finding, you know, middle infielders and and a left left. A fielder, you know, they have guys that have some talent. So the other thing I wanted to bring up is somebody brought up the idea of Lourdes potentially going to center field. That... No. No. <laughs> no, stop it. I like stop. him, but let's Yeah, you gotta be pretty good defensively to play center field. Well he's he's good, I just like he's that's good in the corner outfield then Yeah, I'm fine. Corner outfield is fine. You can hide guys. He like let's be honest, he's not a great defender. You can hide guys in corner outfield and at first base, he can't hide guys in center. And at third base, if you're bad defensively, it's very – and shortstop. Ask Teoscar Hernandez how he's felt about playing center. I mean, he's not as much of a disaster as he used to be. But – Not as much. Play. It's because he actually got glasses. It turns out he was blind, and that's why he couldn't feel. <laughs> oh, boy. 
But, um... No, oh, but, I know what it's but, like. But, but, yeah, for, me, for me, I think the most important thing for the Blue Jays right now is probably to find a center fielder and more than likely a, a third baseman, but you never know. So, two things I'll say about that. Gritchick has been playing center field. I haven't minded him there. Yeah, I, I personally, I, I just not a real fan of Gritchick. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna he's hit two forty every year he's with twenty five homers and seventy five RBIs. He's just consistently average. But the, you know what? Like for the, for your outfield, if I get if Gritchick is being an average guy, I'm not concerned. Like I'm not gonna make that a priority. When I'm seeing how this pitching staff is is and I when I see how the uh I mean the bullpen has been kind of pieced together at times. Actually the bullpen hasn't been too bad considering. They got guys like Tim Meza. Pretty bad. I mean I like Tim Meza. I like what he can bring. I think Daniel Hudson's been incredible. Yeah, that's been the like the Angels made a massive mistake there. Um now the Blue Jays are gonna profit off of that. Yep. Um, Giles has been unbelievable. Giles has been pretty. I mean, Giles has reinvented himself, which is good. And the Blue Jays. Biagini's been pretty good too. He's been back to his, you know, normal self. I like. Yeah, Biagini's been good. Um, Ryan Tapera is still out, so I'm curious to see if he can get himself back, you know, into that uh, setup role. Because right, he's also coming back at some point. Yeah. Um, but Baraki is more of a. Like, oh, I know he's a starter. He's a starter. He's so. probably a four. He's probably a fourth starter. He's a fourth starter. I see Trent Thornton as like a third starter. I was going to say. We fifth. barely have one starter right now, so I'll take oh, a four. You think Trent Thornton's a fifth starter, Jake? Yes. I mean, last night wasn't good, but I thought I think he's been pretty. He, the he, only thing I hear about Trent Thornton is that like every couple of teams, he's apparently tipping his pitches. And they're just teeing off on him. Yep. Yeah. Well, That's happened so, tw- two, two games in a row, I think it was. Yeah, because I remember one he of the just, He's got very good stuff, but sometimes he's very good. and so, He's either very good or very bad. There's really no in-between. And that's pretty pretty consistent of a fifth starter. So, Especially if you want to be a good team. Hopefully he's not a third He's not a third starter on a team that's ever making the playoffs. So the question I have is, how do you, how do you, they're not going to make improvements right now with the rotation. Like Rocky being the fourth guy, Trent Foreman, if you're if with Jake's suggestion of him being a fifth, you still have a one, two, three hole there. And like Sanchez, we know, we know that that's. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they need to, they need to put him. They need to put him in the bullpen. Like it's. Like I, I understand they're like, but there's no value in putting him in the bullpen. There's fucking no value in watching him just get lit up every fifth start, every fifth day. I, I somebody brought this. I think JP and Sebia brought this up, um, which is put him in the bullpen, let him go there for a little bit, but keep the option of having him go back to the rotation. Still, like in the bullpen, you can at least work a couple of days and. You'll, you'll get more opportunities to work on your you just stuff. just get your confidence back as long yeah. as you're not getting teed off on. Yeah, I, I think Sanchez still has the stuff. I think, yeah. I mean, the velocity... Uh, he's He's got no control right now. Yeah. Well, it's all like half a mind game, and if you don't have confidence, and he's lost nine straight. 
Yeah, I mean, part of like, it is also um, he hasn't. Yeah, he, the confidence is shot. He might. He's tr- he's trying to play this off as he's you know pretty satisfied with how with what is. I think injury wise, nobody's be, nobody's satisfied with losing nine straight starts. But nobody's. Yeah, I don't care who you are. That's that's like the concerning part. You need to do something to get your uh, your confidence back. Like the Blue Jays can't let this get out of hand. They, I think, obviously you need um, you need you need Sanchez either in the bullpen or the, you need him to be something for you. Now, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't mind him in the bullpen back where he was as a setup man because he was good. Yeah, he was. He was and there. I, I think he would be good if he was a setup man or even a closer. Yeah. For for a little bit, because he can dial it up to you know ninety ninety eight instead of ninety four or ninety five, and you know he can go back to what he he should be doing is getting two pitches and then finding his third pitch. Yeah. So the only I mean the one wrinkle is his agent too, right? Because he's kind yeah. Of, he's come I out. mean at this at some point you'd think. If he hasn't completely tuned him out, I'd imagine he's going to drop him relatively soon. That's the other thing, too. I mean, do does it come to the point where somebody, I don't know who it was, that suggested the Blue Jays wouldn't even um, want to bring Sanchez back, like not tender him. Oh, no. You don't that's, do that over one bad season. Yeah, it's I, just... I, you, that's such a waste of an asset. I mean, he's, he's clearly asset. got the stuff, but... It's a waste of a guy that you've, you've developed for, what, six or seven years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's completely useless if you give up on him now and get nothing for him. You're just admitting that you don't really care. Yeah, yeah. like Rule 5 or something like that. Sure. I mean, it, and it could just be one-off season. I mean, it's the first time he's pitched consistently like what was it is the year he almost won the Cy Young that was the last time he pitched nine straight games even if he lost them like that's pretty... if you told us that Aaron Sanchez would have gone nine straight games over the last couple seasons at any stretch I would have been pretty happy yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm with you on that one just the fact he's pitching is kind that's of a great. medical miracle and for him he's played like parts of two seasons yeah, I, I, that was just the big thing. Is that's the reason why Blue, the Blue Jays could like everyone trying to say, oh, they should have traded him in the off season. It's like that would have been even worse. For what? For nothing? Yeah, like you would be giving him away at that point. So I'm uh, I'm with you on that. I think you have to just you have to be patient with Sanchez, make him find some sort of value from him because we know he's got the stuff, and then you got to build the rest of your rotation. Like, I, I don't see the Blue Jays, you know, maybe next year they try to contend for a wild card. Like, I don't see them be just turning this around very quickly. But they can slowly work their way back. So, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the, the thing that's important is they got to they gotta think that they got to spend on pitching. So that that, was, that's the big issue. That was going to be my next topic, which is, the free agent class is not bad. Garrett Cole. I know, I know hitters-wise, the best hitter is Anthony Rendon. Yeah. I'm not really sure past that. 
Um, I mean, you got Madison Bumgarner is going to be available. Garrett Cole. Yeah, they're not. They're not getting him. But Zach Garrett Wheeler, Cole's a good player. JD Martinez is a decent hitter. Um, I think uh, Ryu is going to go back to the uh, Dodgers because they'll pay for him. Yeah, he's he's got like a one seven ERA or something. He's, it's nuts. Uh, Marcelo Zuna could be uh, could be a. An, an interesting option. I, I what I'm starting to wonder is if there's any you know big uh, pitcher who's trying to defect out of Cuba or come over from Japan or Korea that's going to get posted because I think that's where they got a shot at you know not spending money like twenty five million dollars a season for an elite yeah. starter, but find maybe finding some value on a guy like that. I like I like that plan better. <laughs> Because I don't trust the Blue Jays to go out and spend money on a, uh, you know, on a starter in free agency. I, they didn't. They could have taken a shot on Dallas Keuchel, may you know, get his value up and then trade him to a, a contender. But they didn't do that. Because I mean, Keuchel had all the control. He's like, I'm just going to sign with one anyways. So, um, yeah, I like your plan better, Jake. With that being said, gentlemen, um, I wanted to bring this to our final topic of conversation. Oh, no. I know Austin has already had enough oh, of this talk. I'm taking a breather. You go, Jake. Jake, William Nylander, what a scum. Piece of garbage. Not disrespecting only... a Leaf legend. Disrespecting a Leaf legend. But no, you know, it's not, it's not enough that he's going to pay for the jerseys to be done. He even offered to buy new shoes for a guy who has a number twenty nine, William Nylander shoe. But no, he's still, he's still the guy that held out on his team. Not a team player, Jake. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just getting sick and tired. I, I mean, I'm sure they're trolling. Uh, these people. No, you know who started but, this? I, I'm gonna, I'm calling them out right now. Yahoo, Yahoo Canada. What in the hell was that ga- graphic you posted? Did you see that, Jake? No, I didn't see the graphic. Oh, my. I'll, okay. I'll send it to you. Give me a second. So, Austin's going to send it to Jake because Jake hasn't seen this. I'm, gonna, I'm not talking. Anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, so, Yahoo, social media-wise, they're pretty decent. You know, they put a lot of you know, a lot of time in their social media and getting some interesting things. And then they go and they do this. Uh, let me find the... Oh, they posted a lot. Uh, I, I got it. You talk. They posted one with a picture of Nylander and Eric Lindros in the same graphic. Oh. I mean, it's just, it's just stupid. It's like, what, they, they're like tr- clearly trying to stir up the pot. And oh, they did. Like, just absolutely ridiculous. Austin just sent it to us. I could... For some reason, I can't find it. Um, what the hell? Oh, that's someone else's phone buzzing. Never mind. Thoughts on William Nylander number switch. And they put a friggin' picture of Eric. L- Why do you need to incl- put Eric Lindros in there? I kind of want Mitch Marder to try and convince Doug Gilmore to let him wear 93 just for shits and giggles. to Well, see what apparently the, uh, Gilmore it, offered it reaction. to him. Gilmore. Just to see what the reaction would be. Because it'd be, oh. He's got Dougie's blessing. He can do it. This overpaid, greedy bastard, Nylander. No, he didn't ask Eric. Eric Lindros, who played 30 games for us. 
and with that I am done. Yeah. I'm... You're a joke if you have if this is the hill you're willing to die on in July, just no, I mean, no, it's just people who are just, who will yell about anything. I mean, yeah. he could he could say like he, they were t they were talking about this on uh, with Joffrey Lupo on spitting chicklets, where they're just like anybody who has comments for Joffrey Lupo, it's because it's because uh, he finger banged your mom or your sister at Cactus Club. I mean, it's, oh, no. it just it just it makes it makes no sense why you'd be this angry about your your own player. Your own player. That's the part that kills me. Yeah. Who's this... like like all these people? I'm just like you're not fans of this team. No. Like you're you're, you're not, actively you're not along with the rest of us. You know what it is, Jake? You're actively rooting against one of our own players. You know what it is, Jake? It's people acting like snobs because they think they know what a leaf is. They they have this perfect idea of who, what a Toronto Maple Leaf is, and in their eyes, it's not William Nylander, and that's that's a selfish, snobbish I just, way. I just to think act. It's, it's all these people who have watched the game fly by them. They these guys have never played hockey, and they're just used to the rock'em sock'em bullshit. Where yeah, Don Cherry feeds that like, so much. Like you just punch a guy in the face fifteen times the way it is. Like that's not hockey. Awesome. I'd, I'd love to see how many of these people that are criticizing Nylander, like, in their job, like, how many of them would be like, no, give me less money. I'm, I'm really for the company. Yeah. No, I, I, no offense. I, I mean, Don Cherry has been a big part of my hockey growing life, but ask Don Cherry if he would take a discount to do his job. Guarantee he wouldn't. I mean, the idea of uh, the idea of dead team discounts in any sport is, is absolutely ridiculous. Don I mean, Cherry's not taking less money to keep Doug McClain at Sportsnet, which is what happened. A lot of guys. I mean, that was also I just, didn't even hear that Doug McClain got let go. It's not, I mean, there's no official word, but that's what everyone's reporting. Yeah, it's not in his Twitter thing anymore. It just it came up as something on one of the Sportsnet or something programs, I forget. I mean, yeah. Um, also, um, Jake, did you see how that Phillies game ended? I did not. So what do you want to guess the final score was? 9-8. 9-8 for the Phillies. Who did Bryce Harper do something? Bryce Harper hit a walk-up double. <laughs> okay, I mean, he's got the talent. I mean, he can obviously hit bombs, but the guy's still hitting 250. That's, that is That might be... That might be a season saver for the Phillies. Yeah, and uh, maybe brings up a Ken Jones to the Dodgers. Maybe. Hey, Dodgers, Man, that, get closer. I think the Dodgers, if they don't improve their bullpen, they are not winning again. I mean, I love, I love what Cody Bellinger is doing this season, but he is unbelievable. They, they have a lot of really good players, but they also. At points in their lineup, they have just dead spaces in their lineup. Dead spaces in their lineup and really, really bad relief pitching. Yeah, a lot of teams need it, and they're, a team like the Blue Jays have it to offer, so let's do it. Um, also, the Blue Jays have scored 10-plus runs for the ninth time this season, matching their total for all of 2018. Yeah, they've. I, I've been watching the last half inning. It's it's been fun. I mean, all the guys have been involved. 
You know, you had um, Vladdy got an RBI single, Sogard got a double, uh, Billy McKinney got a triple. He almost I hit for the cycle in that inning. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 what I really wanted to see was Gurriel hit a home run so he could get the cycle, but um, it's a, it is what it is there. Hey, they're fun. They're, they're starting to hit now, and that's what you want to see out of the young guys. Danny Jansen's been heating up. He got a single, so all the guys have been have been working. And also, Gritchick, just despite me, got an RBI double. Mm. <laughs> he heard you. Jake, yeah, he did. So, Jake, you just have to speak this stuff into existence, and I'll help. I, I'm going to have to. It's like I got Tyler Bozak that $5 million contract with all the slander. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... With that being said, Jake, is there anything you? I mean, we've got we we got our chance to vent about the Will and Nylander stuff. This is where we get our opportunity to do it. Is there anything else you would like to vent about? Yeah, for me, it's it's it is like this Mitch Marner charade, uh, this bullshit that's fucking going on with this with this prick. I mean, I love how everyone's just like, oh well, um, it's just his agent. Well, who's paying the agent? Him. So if he wants to come out or have no take on it, he can post his little stupid fucking wakeboarding video. Meanwhile, you got people saying that he wants $11 million. He wants Austin Matthews money. Yeah, he wants that, but he doesn't want on a long-term deal. So... What concessions has he made exactly, or in his opinion? He hasn't signed offer sheets because they're like, listen, we're all willing to, to pay you $12 million, but we're sure as shit not doing on a five-year deal. Oh, well, that's not good enough. Well, so, well, like, I'd be fine giving him $10 million, but it's eight years. No less. That's fine with me. So you're saying, just, uh... you're saying, no, I want to get walked to free agency, and I still want to get paid that. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. You little bastard and your stupid fucking agent who has done all this bullshit with these shitty players. Oh, he's going to play in Switzerland. He's going to play in Russia. At this hey, point, Jake, I'm just like, fuck off. Jake, if you had to pick one team in Europe that you would threaten to send Mitch Marner to, where would it be? If I'm the Leafs? The Swiss. No, if you're no. Darren Ferris, who would you, which team would you threaten to send him to? Ooh, I'm trying to think... Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe one of the big Russian teams, one of the only good teams. But I just can't see Mitch Marsh surviving in Russia. None of them it. are. I mean, have you ever, have you ever heard on it? Joffrey Lupel said it on uh, on Spitting Chicklets he got food poisoning and he was there for nine games. He left. He just he just left. The, he, I love what uh, Ryan Whitney said. He's like, "Did you leave your equipment there? Like I did." He's like, "No, I could get my equipment from the uh, from the arena." Uh, it's it's like I I don't like he has well, the only leverage he has and we know the only leverage he has is withholding his services. That's all he he saw. You know what's funny? He saw what William Nylander did, and yeah, sure, did a screw up Nylander season. Yes, but guess what? Nylander got what he wanted in the end. I think that's the part that's sticking out in Marner's mind. Nylander's right. also paying it back by trying to like he's not. Yeah, he, not dumb. What, a, what a great PR. I mean, we brought up the whole the PR campaign. He's that literally paying it back to Leaf fans. Yeah, he's giving a, a Leaf fans a lot of reason to not hate him right now. 
Other than they what still happened. do. I mean, the thing is, you look at those two contracts. Obviously, both of them are probably not the best ones. That you're not giving an A to any of them. They're more like no. a C or a D yeah. for both of those contracts. But what what team currently has signed a good contract where you're like, wow, what a hell of a deal? A long-term deal. I'm not talking in this is not one-year deal. Boy, Brandon like, Tanev sure looks good at six years. Like the, like they were talking about this, uh, and probably the only thing I agree with on Dave Poulin um, was he was basically talking like, uh, he was, I think he was talking about the Sebastian Ajo contract oh. and how those idiots in Carolina were joking like, hey, it saved us, uh, saved us all summer of negotiating contracts. And then Carlo and, and I, Michael Landsberg brought up a question, which was, would you rather Marner sign an offer sheet just to get it over with or not? And, I mean, at this point, I think a lot of people, I believe it was like 75% of people said, yeah, yeah just so they'd end it. it. And Dave Poulin brought up a good point. I mean, that means you're letting someone else dictate what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean... Like, with Carolina, they didn't want... Like, they can say that all they want. You think they want to pay $22 million in the first year up front? You think they wanted to walk him to free agency? You think they wanted to set a new bar on their entire salary cap structure? Nope. They didn't want that. Nope. They, they're they just... They're trying to play this off as much y'all did us a favor, and no, they didn't. <laughs> they, no, they not at all. They seriously didn't. They, I mean... What Montreal the, did is they, they just said... Well, we're going to start this. We're going to try to start shit with your team. Carolina tried to play it off as nothing, but, I mean, the owner didn't exactly see it that way. I think I think with the with what Montreal did, the only thing I can give them credit for is that that they they didn't go way over overboard with the contract. They maintained the salary structure, which has kind of been a thing that's starting to crumble, especially around the league. And likely will all across the league. I mean, look at the highest paid players. Boston, that's fucking gone. You think Charlie McAvoy is going to do that? No way. I mean, that that's what that's what has me somewhat optimistic that they'll get a deal done. Is that the only RFA that has agreed to one of these contracts signed an offer sheet, so it had to be resolved in seven days. Like, none of these other guys are going anywhere. It's just there's so much noise here because there's so many fans and so many coverage and since so much yeah. coverage. But that, that's the part I, that I think this is this understand. like it's it's enough where you can be annoyed at the entire league. But it's like that across all sports now. All these all these guys are starting to realize like wait a second, we're the ones that are getting the short end of the stick here. We're the ones that are getting phased out before we're getting paid. That's like it's the issue in baseball. Baseball they're all these service time bullshit, and then these guys aren't getting paid. You got you got all stars who didn't get contracts until after the draft. Like, what is that? Yeah. Then you got you know basketball. Obviously, all these players are taking a stand and trying to take back the power. The NFL with running backs, where they're just getting just getting run into the ground and pushed away like they're like they're you know old dogs or something like that. Like it's. It's reached a point where it's changing across all sports, but it's just it's kind of frustrating to see because it's something we've never seen before. Um, I got a question for you guys. I'm on cat friendly right now. 
I think there's a glitch in their system. Because I'm looking at the RFAs. I just wanted to see who's available and who's not. Who the hell is Jimmy Schult? Jimmy Shoot? He, he apparently plays for Vegas. Yeah. Apparently he has a cap hit of $6.5 million. That's wrong. That's so wrong. Played one game, has one assist. I don't think he has a $6 million cap hit. So if anyone from Cap Friendly is listening to this podcast... Hey, Jimmy you Hayes, look, you're off the hook. You might want to look at your uh, Cap Friendly site right now. I look at... Okay, I'm going to look Kevin at... Hayes, I'm going to look at one. these RFA guys. Wait, Tommy Shoe? No, Jimmy. No, it's oh, not... It's just must be a made-up player. I don't... I haven't looked at... Let's see if he's actually real. Let me just see. Confirm my suspicions that somebody might have hacked Cap Friendly. Let's see. Oh no, he's a, he's an actual player. NCHC champion. He played for the St. Cloud State University, so he was the captain. Uh, but apparently, they gave him a six point five million cabinet. He was a Vegas. He was the guy that Vegas had signed. Um, um, I guess one of the college free agents they signed. They really fucked that one up. Um, but look, I'm gonna look look at the, the the RFA list. Nobody's talking about these players like they are with Mitch, Jacob Truba. Not signed, going for he filed for arbitration too. Uh, Joel Edmondson, you know a guy that contributed to the St. Louis. Zach Wierenski. Haven't heard a word of that one. Zach Wierenski is a, is a free agent. He's an RFA. Oh wow! I didn't even know that. Because he's the same year as Mitch. Yeah, he is. That's true. Um, Kyle Connor. Yeah. Nothing. That's someone who I I think I would take a stab at if I'm another team. I think he can be had. Yep, I think you give him six million. I think uh, Winnipeg would be hard to match that. Uh, a little more than that. I actually like him, so I'd want. I think I'd be comfortable giving up a one, two, three. Okay, so doing like a seven seven million dollar deal. Uh yeah, I would do that. Seven times seven. I think he's a guy that could score thirty five goals. Yeah, well, he scored thirty four last year, so he's a good good player. Patrick Liney. No one talking about Patrick Liney. Nope. No. Braden Point. Tampa has like three million dollars in cap space. Yeah. Uh they'll figure that out. Trust me. Um, Patrick uh, Matthew Kachuk. Nothing. Braden Point signing for a two can dine two coupon at McDonald's. <laughs> Brock Besser. <laughs> Nothing. Um, let me go down. Nikita Gusev, we know what that situation's like. Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, people, and people, Brandon Carlo. People are saying you a bridge look at deal. It, you look at it. The, every single team is fucked. Ivan Provorov. Every single team. Miko Rantanen. Travis Konechny. Okay, all right. I... I'm wrong with that. There are like five teams that aren't fucked. Colorado or not? No. Nope. Great shape. Um, New Jersey Devils are in great shape. Um, Ottawa's in pretty somewhat. I mean, salary cap. Ottawa's in fine shape. Um, that's about it. Yeah. If you look at the salary cap structure right now, uh, Jake is right. New Jersey has 18 million. Uh, Colorado has 19. Ottawa has 20. Winnipeg has so, 22. 
I think Colorado, New Jersey, if I'm them, I am offer sheeting Kyle Connor. So Winnipeg has 15 players signed? How is that right? This, you know, they have literally nobody signed. They have seven forwards. They got six a defensemen. Line A cop, Connor, the kid they just got Neil from Pionk. Uh, Neil Pionk. Andrew Cobb, Line A, Kyle Connor. They only have seven forwards locked up. That would even make it ten. Ooh. Then next year they gotta sign Roslovich, uh Morrissey, and that's about it. Yeah, uh, Roslovich, Morrissey, uh, Sammy Niku, who uh, not many people know. It, it, there's so many teams are in trouble. The Leafs aren't the only ones. The only thing is, is Leafs just get magnified like no one else. I mean, as they should, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just the way that this this. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. So, at one point, does this get re? I mean, I, I'm with the way things are going. I'm not seeing this being resolved to like training camp, if that. I don't see any way it is. Like, it's not like like look. I shared a picture. Was it with you guys yesterday, or did I just show you the picture yesterday, Austin? Jay, like Marner is living it up in Vegas with Connor Brown right now, and and Carrick, Connor Carrick. They're just hanging out. I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's fair, not worried about fair, it. I, the thing, the thing with all these contracts is, the thing I hate the most is it's like turning you against players on your own team. Yeah, and it's just it's so annoying because like you, you, I like I love Mitch Marner. My dad has his jersey. He's probably one of my favorite players to watch play hockey. But just this whole stupid thing about salary, it's it's all the issue of the salary cap. There was a thing like the luxury tax. We wouldn't be out of the conversation about it. Pay him whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's because of this dumb, archaic salary cap where the NHL, I think, is just so, so behind every team in that they don't give a shit about their big markets, and they should. So a couple things there. One, salary cap is stupid. Two. The hard salary cap is stupid. No problem with a soft one. I am not happy with – look, if Mitch was not signed right now, I would have less of a problem with it if all these stupid speculative, speculative nonsense coming from, oh, he wants this or he does not feel respected or this. If that stuff wasn't going out, you know what? Mitch is not signed right now. They're in no rush. That's fine. But when this stuff comes out, it just – it makes your blood boil because it's just like – what? Like I- I also would be so uncomfortable with it. Like, these guys are just... They just look so bad. Yeah. At what point does does Mitch Marner think, yeah, what we're doing is sound strategy. Let's just keep doing it. Like, what part of his brain makes him actually think that's right? I, I, don't, I, I don't see it. I mean, clearly his agent's been telling him something, but... <sighs> it, it's, it's frustrating. It, it's getting to the point where... Every report that's not a legitimate report is is just really getting annoying. Like, oh, like Columbus was thinking about offering him, but like, no, he doesn't. Yeah, that that's the thing where like I you you can't I just I just refuse to believe any of it because I don't I don't know what's true. Like you had that asshole who said, uh, yeah, it should be an offer sheet coming today. Oh, George, uh, sorry, no, not um, Joey Vendetta. Yeah, the clown. Well, and Pagnotta put that out too. Like, 
No, teams teams are gonna throw that to try to scare the Leafs. The agent's trying to do that to scare but, but the it's, Leafs. It's not. It's 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 not. Like I don't I don't think one iota or like his I don't think um Kyle Dubas's frame of mind has changed one iota no. since since this. Like if I were him I would just look at them I'd look, I would basically very quietly say, You ain't got no fucking leverage. You don't want to go anywhere. Cool. Do you like do, do you do you really want to be public enemy number one, forcing your way out of here? This is your home, like Yeah. Like, he, like you you gotta realize that when you look at all the shit that's happened, especially with this negotiation. He he doesn't want eight years. He wants to get paid a ton of money, but he wants it on low deals. And then he's been offered offer sheets and he doesn't want to sign them because he's afraid the Leafs won't match. And he doesn't want to sign them because he wants his low term, but no team's going to give up five, four firsts for a deal that's not seven years. Yeah. Like, if that's probably what Columbus, Columbus probably wanted to do long term. And the negotiation probably, like, the agents probably said, no, we only want five years, if that. He probably no wouldn't. No thanks. No. Like, the offer sheet, people like, oh, you can sign an offer sheet. Yeah, but the other team has to actually like the offer they're handing out. And the player has to sign it, too. Yeah, like, it's getting ridiculous. And that one article, Austin, you know which article I'm bringing up. The one from that guy from the Hockey Writers, which, ugh, What a terrible oh, take. Yeah. Did you see that one, Jake? And you probably just saw the quote tweets about it. About no. Mitch Marner being, um, like, they brought up the Wayne Gretzky comparisons again and how Mitch is better than Austin Matthews and more valuable than Austin Matthews. Oh, no. Let me, let me bring the thing, the thing that I, I find really funny, actually, is the people who argue that are not fans of the Leafs. Okay, so... They're all like, what? He deserves to be paid. It's just like... Yeah, you're just saying this because you're trying Nylander to. doesn't. You're trying to cripple our like cap, but good thing our GM isn't a moron who's in his seventies and will use like fifth overall picks to take six foot six defensemen that can't shoot. Too bad Mitch Marner can't get his money because greedy William Nylander's making ten million dollars. Oh wait, he's not. You morons. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um. I've lost my patience with Leaf fans. Oh, here we go. Playmakers are worth more than goal scorers, and Marner is a Gretzky slash Mew, while Matthews is just a trigger man. Stop. 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 An exact quote from that article. I'm not stopping. This is this is just this is comedy. It's pretty sad. The title of the damn article. Why Mitch Marner is more valuable than Austin Matthews? Playmakers are more valuable than goal scorers. Isn't I mean, the, isn't the aim like, of the game to score to more score goals. goals than the other goddamn team? I mean, anybody that says that is just a moron. <laughs> and what I actually mean is that Marner is that the Marner player archetype, which I don't fucking understand what you're trying to say there, is generally more valuable than the. Matthews player archetype. Again, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say there. 
As in, a highly creative playmaker is usually more valuable than a pure shooter slash goal scorer. No. What? Especially in this game. Guess what? Nowadays, where so few guys are like elite, elite shooters. Did did I miss the era where Crosby, McDavid, Gretzky, and the Mew, all players that apparently are genius playmakers? I'm pretty sure these guys are also known as goal scorers. Crosby, 50 goal scorer. Fucking Wayne Gretzky set the goal single season goal record. Mario Lemieux, I think, was arguably one of the best score, best forwards of all time. Did I, did I miss time. this year's postseason where Austin Matthews single-handedly carried the Leafs' offense by distributing and scoring goals? Yeah, I mean, literally scoring goals is the only reason why you play. Yeah. Yeah. Sister Nice. Yeah, when you're trying to, I guess when you uh, make Zach Hyman look good, that's more valuable than scoring 40 goals in a season. I, I just, I just love the people who are anti Matthews and Nylander, but then Mitch gets a free pass, and then now it's like, oh, maybe we were too hard on the other two guys, and maybe it's not just a singular issue with them. Because it's not. I wish Mitch did like an Ancestry.com, and he was like 40% finish. And just see how it just turns. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna bring up the playoff numbers because I I totally forgot. Austin Matthews had five goals in seven games. Yeah, he was probably the biggest reason why I won seven games. Do, do you know who was second on the Leafs and maybe a reason why the Leafs didn't win that Bruins series? Do you know who was second on the team in scoring? Second on the team in was it Morgan Riley? No. Okay, sorry, oh, I mean goal. Geez. Let's do goals first, because Raleigh was second in points. Oh. Tavares had two. Like Tavares had two. two. Marner had one was two. an empty netter. Marner had one. Two, actually. Two? It was Marner and Tavares who had two. Yeah, I mean. And both had worse plus minuses, by the way, for all those old people who bring up plus minuses. I, I thought they were, I thought... Marner specifically after game one was pretty invisible. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, the thing the thing with him is I think the biggest difference is, especially on the power play, you kind of just have to take away his passing lanes because he's not beating you with a straight shot. So I also want to bring up two other points here. I know it may be the PK played a part in this. Um, Mitch Marner played more than Austin Matthews in the playoffs. They also matched up against the Berger online. Um, guess what? T- Matthews played more than Tavares. Really? Yeah, he played seven seconds shocking more. Shocking revelation: Mike Babcock actually played his best offensive player more than the other players. Um, a couple other things I want to bring up here, which can is: you, Can you tell I'm physically done with the Maple Leafs this this summer? <laughs> like, shut the hell up until September. I don't care. <laughs> Sounds like you care pretty much. No, I don't. I He do, he doesn't uh, care. You know what? He Jake, he doesn't care for the the stupidity which Yeah, no. I It's I the second year in a row that we've had to deal make, with this. It's just more I have to go online every single day and read that Mitch Marner wants 11.6, not 11.4. It's like I mean, I, I think it, 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 it goes. It goes for three months. It goes for all sports. I mean, I'm getting sick and tired of a lot of sports. Like the thing in the off season in hockey, 
off season in fucking basketball. Uh, like I swear that every fucking day they're saying who's who's better, Lakers or Clippers. Like, how about we fucking wait until October? Wow, it's just it's. Tiring. I mean, they just have nothing to go through. I, like that's why I'm just dying for at least training camp to start. I'd rather talk about football. Yeah. Uh, if, if we're talking about hockey, just talk prospects or something. Like, I'm just... Or just uh, go away. Like, that was the best part about hockey talk, is where you, yeah. could, you could just go away for a little bit. I, I think um, CJ had the best response, which is when he saw the Neilander stuff, he's just like, I'm going to go back to beers at the cottage. I, com- I immediately turned off my phone. I took, just got out of Twitter. I'm not doing this today. I had a tweet. I showed you the tweet I had sent up, and it's like, people just just have common sense to not be this stupid. Yeah. Well, it's it's not going to get any better. So um, let's just leave it at that. I think we got we let off some steam. It's healthy to let off steam once in a while, but to do it over Twitter is probably not the best way because really you don't accomplish anything. Who cares? The Leafs are going to lose opening night because Magnus Pajari is going to have a 12-goal game because he's the only guy that can score against the Leafs on Ottawa. Magnus Pajari? <laughs> yeah, Leafs killer. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about him. Um... Yeah, so did the rest of the NHL. <laughs> well, with that being said, I think this is a good time to end the podcast. Is everyone in agreement? Yeah. Please. Okay. So, yeah, um, Austin, just don't go to bed angry. Find some, just go and look up some happy videos. Just look up, go hang out with uh, Bronco for a little bit. As long as something it doesn't include the Leafs, I'll be completely fine and I'll fall asleep peacefully. So, with that being said, let's just hope Austin and everyone get some sleep tonight. Enjoy. We'll probably be back next week with uh, maybe the Blue Jays will have more to talk about. We'll see. Um,. Until then, we will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening again. Subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it. We appreciate any and all listens. And we will uh, catch you guys next time.